real estate websites. If you're listening to this, that's where the money is. Now, see, this is the proof. You want to be Quentin Beck's partner. You're going to drop me like a stone and join up with him. <laughs> I would steal the technology and then run away. I can't deal with you with the technology aspect of it, but you can write with the sales pitch. Oh, thanks. Aren't you sweet? <laughs> Welcome to the Marvelous Madams Podcast. We're your hosts, Madam Chris. And I'm Madam Amy. We are burdened with the glorious purpose of talking all things Marvel. Madams Assemble. Welcome back, everybody, for part two of our discussion of Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Yes. And things are gonna get weird. Yeah, we're chilling here in Prague. One of us is sitting at the boring opera, and the other one is at the carnival. With headphones on, because it's too loud, and it's too colorful, and I probably wouldn't have a good time, but I would try. She makes fun of me for wanting <laughs> to go to the opera, and then she says that. <laughs> I like the carnival. In theory, I'd want to go, but uh, my 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 very sensitive nervous system would have other ideas. See, this is the telltale sign that you have actually not been to a carnival. It's not <laughs> as fun as it seems. The opera is more sensible and nicer, and I know I'm old, okay? <laughs> I am accepting it, along with my gray hairs. So we last left Peter as he was about to head out in his new costume to deal with the fire elemental that is descending upon Prague. Yes, and he gets a new name in the process. <laughs> yeah, Ned had every intention of staying at the opera and staying safe. But what are you going to do when your girlfriend wants to go to the carnival? Yeah, yeah, I feel him. I can never say no. To a pretty girl. Well, you know, it's tough, too, because he can't tell her why he doesn't want to go. Yeah, and he doesn't want to seem uncool and old. Well, it's not just that, too. Betty is self-assured. She'll go by herself. He doesn't want her by herself, either. He's a good guy. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Actually, you know what? This is something I have a bit of a problem with. What? They're teenagers in an empty room, relatively empty room. You know, they could have just gone to the back of the theater and had a good time. Yeah, but there's something special about this carnival. Like it's a big, like global thing, like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it's super adult. I get it. They want to go to the damn carnival. And what's more adult than making out with your girlfriend in an empty theater? You can do that anywhere. This is a carnival. Jesus, were you ever a kid? Let's not go there, okay? <laughs> that hurt. And Ned and Betty aren't the only ones that leave the opera. No, because MJ follows them out too. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit about the carnival though. She's looking for Peter because she knows what's up. Yeah, I think she has a bright future as a reporter. Either that or a PI. Yep, yep. I think actually PI, I think PI would work better for her because I could see her really enjoying getting into other people's business for a living. <laughs> Yeah, and she's pretty jaded already, so it would work. So the fire elemental shows up, there's seismic activity detected. Man, does this thing look real. Yeah, it does. I bought this hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Save us, Night Monkey. 
Save us. <laughs> yeah, we know that MJ would be a good PI, but Ned would not make a good copywriter. No, no, nor improv comedian, anything that takes imagination of any kind. No, but I can't blame him when he had his first girlfriend sitting right in front of him, you know, blood flow and all that. <laughs> Yeah, so poor Peter is simultaneously trying to defeat the fire elemental and trying to save Ned and Betty, who he realizes are at the top of the Ferris wheel. Yeah, and you can see that even though he's trying to defeat this elemental, his priority first is to save the people, not necessarily only Ned and Betty. Right. Whereas Mysterio is not interested in that, and we get to see why later. Well... He's also laid a great foundation for this because in the story he told, it's the fire elemental that supposedly killed his family, destroyed Earth. So he's made this personal for himself. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's totally believable. Yeah, it is. And it makes sense for him to have tunnel vision. Well, think of it this way, too. He knows about Peter's relationship with Tony. Mm -hmm. And he uses that because here... He's imitating exactly what Tony did in Endgame. He is making or making it appear to look like that he's making the ultimate sacrifice here to take down the fire elemental and save all these people, just like Tony did. Right. Yeah. So in doing that, he is putting himself in the same mold as Tony in Peter's eyes, which will only make him trust him more. Yeah. And not only Peter's eyes, but the world. Oh, yes. As whole. Yes. And that's the most important thing. How the world perceives him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just, just reminds me of somebody. I can't put my finger on it. Anyway. So, of course, Quentin Beck not only heroically defeats the fire elemental, but he survives. And Earth 616 is now safe. Yes, it is. And what a miracle it is that he survived mm-hmm. with barely a singe. And, you know, I'll be honest, he still had me. <laughs> he still fucking had me. I think he had almost everyone till the big reveal. He did. And what's crazy is that I even went into this knowing Mysterio is a bad guy. And he still had me. Yeah, me too. I thought, oh, maybe they're trying something different. They're making him a good guy. Exactly. And you're so into the movie, too. You don't realize how much time has passed. This movie doesn't feel like it's runtime, you know? Yeah, that's true. So Fury invites Mysterio back to join them at their European headquarters in Berlin. And Peter has a decision to make here. Step up and, you know, rejoin the Avengers, protect the world, or go back to being a kid. Yeah. And once again, he chooses to go back to his friends and continue the rest of his holiday. Yeah. Or so he thinks. Yeah. And man, that was a rough scene. You know, Fury challenging him about Tony's unwavering belief in him. And the tears in Peter's eyes just break my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Tom Holland really is such a great actor. He really is. I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Yeah, that's true. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like it was a bit uncalled for. Oh, absolutely it was. And we also got to remember, not Fury. Yeah, true. This is Talos under pressure saying what he thinks either needs to be said or what he thinks Fury might say. Yeah, but Fury has a lot more finesse 
than that. He does. Yes. And what do you say about a drink? Yeah, well, I would go for a drink right now since I am battling with my mortality since I'm so old now. <laughs> I think you'd even be okay with that, sharing a drink with a psychopath at this point if it means you could sit happily in a bar. Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> yep, it's pep talk time. Yes, it is. And it's a nice bar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Beck has done a masterful job of planting all of these seeds within Peter, talking about these expectations and pressure and identity and just building this trust. And I feel so bad for Peter in this moment. He is so lost, this poor kid. Yeah, he is. I feel bad for him. And he's been played like a fiddle. Mm -hmm. By so many different parties at this Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. It's interesting because Peter, he's a young boy. He's been raised by his aunt and he has a good relationship with her. He has a good foundation of it there. And then he got thrust into this world, which is something that it's it's difficult to cope, even for uh, a full-grown adult. Like We can see Tony, how much he struggled with it as well, even though he put himself in that position. And I feel like th- this young boy, he's being taken advantage of. Absolutely. Just because he's a superhero. And we forget that, yes, he he has super strength and all the various uh, abilities, but he's still a young boy and people are expecting too much of him. I mean, I'm not even talking about Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about Tony and Tony bringing him into civil war and Fury in this situation and everything. You know? Yeah. He deserved better. He did. And I think it's a testament to just how great a job May has done with him, that foundation he had that's allowed him to cope as well as he has with it. Yeah, that's true. And the fact that he has her as a fallback to go and speak to. Yeah, so Mysterio has twisted this poor kid up enough to make him think that Tony knew he wasn't ready for Edith and trusted him to choose the person who was right to have the technology. Yeah, so he's so warped in his mind that he's rewriting what he read. And this is when Peter thinks he has the idea that Beck should have Edith. And, yeah. oh, oh God, I just, I, I could never. No, 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 of course not. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. God, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, the job he does with this. Yeah, you actually believe it. Yes. This is way beyond a friend who puts up a token protest about you paying the check, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the more Beck protests, the more Peter thinks this is the right thing to do. Yeah. So he takes off those glasses and transfers ownership to Quentin Beck. (sighs) See? That wasn't so hard. Yeah. It wasn't hard, but it was certainly painful later. Such an amazing twist because the twist in Homecoming is so awesome too that they got us again. Yeah, and this time it went another level. It did. It did. You got me, John Watts. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, 
I wonder what the big twist will be in No Way Home. I have no idea. Maybe they'll back off from that because God knows there were enough twists in this one. I have no idea. Maybe the twist is that there's no twist. Who knows? We'll see. As long as they don't try to shamal on it, I'm fine. <laughs> and here we get that incredible callback that we mentioned in part one. Peter Billingsley. From all the way back in 2008, in Iron Man, he is the engineer that Obadiah Stane screamed at about recreating the Iron Man suit. Yeah. And after that encounter with Obadiah Stane, I do not blame him for quitting. Quitting? No. Aiding and abetting a psychopathic supervillain. That's a problem. That's crossing the line. Yes, I agree. Hence, I said quitting. I did not continue the sentence. Yes, I was just dumbfounded in the theater. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I, I get it now. I finally figured out what one could use this drone technology for and oh. the projection. Here we go. We should all get one of these drones. And we can all, you know, since we're in lockdown and blah, 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 we can convert our rooms into different places like bars and gardens and different countries. It would be amazing. Isn't that just virtual reality? This is just augmented reality. Yes, it is. It's, it's, there's a difference between virtual reality and augmented reality. You need to put on the headset and all of that. This would just be there. And it would look real. Okay. And it would be amazing. People, I'm concerned because she's already started vicariously browsing homes as I am looking for my new rental home. And she's doing it in a different country. I'm worried. One can dream. Okay. <laughs> There's no law against that. You could make virtual reality home tours. How amazing would that be? Real estate websites. If you're listening to this, that's where the money is. Now, see, this is the proof. You want to be Quentin Beck's partner. You're going to drop me like a stone and join up with him. <laughs> I would steal the technology and then run away. I can't deal with you with the technology aspect of it, but you can write <laughs> the sales pitch. Oh, thanks. Aren't you sweet? <laughs> I am loyal like that, you know? Well, Mr. Beck is not loyal. Which is why all of this has just been an act. And you know what I love too is, again, this is so meta, is that Jake Gyllenhaal spends a good amount of time in this movie in a mocap suit for the movie. <laughs> it's too funny. Yeah, he does. I imagine when Mark Ruffalo took his kids to go see this movie, he was like, oh, poor Jake, at least nobody saw me in that. <laughs> I think they tweaked it. They made it look a little more palatable. Maybe. If you notice, there's very few full body shots. That's true. That's and for a reason. Yeah, because as Mark Ruffalo put it, they make you look big everywhere you want to be small and make you look small everywhere you want to be big. <laughs> yeah. So according to Mr. Beck, who has surrounded himself with a contingent of uh, disgruntled former Stark Industries employees, Mm -hmm. Tony stole the barf technology from him. It's technically not stealing because he made it 
while he was working at the company Correct. it is legally stock technology he named it boff <laughs> he would have signed a non-compete so there's nothing wrong with this yes exactly and he was hired to do that exactly presumably. yeah so we get some great flashbacks here from previous movies but with the addition of quentin beck skulking around in the background yeah, I mean, I do get it. I mean, naming your life's work Boff is insulting, but it doesn't mean <laughs> you go on a murder spree, you know? Probably have a conversation with my boss about that. Yeah, and this is just brilliant. This goes way beyond callback. This is long-range storytelling, building this plot and motive from 11 years and 22 movies ago. This is how it's done, Black Widow. That's all I'll say. Yes, yes. Someone is not bitter at all. That's going to be my Game of Thrones. FYI, you have your Game of Thrones to stay bitter about. Black Widow is my Game of Thrones. My Game of Thrones is justified. <laughs> As is mine. No, it's not. <laughs> See our episode on Black Widow, everyone. We are not going to relitigate this. <laughs> hey, hey. If you're bringing it up, I got all the votes. Everyone was on my side, so shush. And this is just such an incredible performance from Jake Gyllenhaal. The way he turns on a dime here. These are two completely different characters that he's being asked to play. Mm -hmm. Levels, yeah. just levels of it. He is fantastic. He is. And you can see the joy when he <laughs> finally gets Edith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. Tony said I was unstable. Give me a break. <laughs> I think this is one of those times where Tony was actually a very good judge of character. Imagine what Beck must have done for Tony to realize that. Yeah, enough to fire him because we know when it comes down to it, Tony Stark did not like confrontation. No. So for him to fire someone, that's saying something. And then we're traded to some great exposition for how exactly Beck has been pulling this off, how he learned about Edith. And man, this is just so prescient without being ham-handed. Because he's right, in this Marvel world, this is exactly the kind of stuff people will believe right now. Which makes sense. Yeah. We're seeing this every day in our current world. Quentin Beck is a super opportunistic con man with power he shouldn't have again god it's just ah, reminds me of somebody i don't know except he's a bit more convincing oh absolutely more charismatic mm -hmm. smarter more everything more capable of uh holding his human mask on for longer human hair <laughs> you know yeah and it doesn't hurt that he looks good the halo effect is a real thing. Oh, absolutely. You're right. But on the flip side, he does have a point here, like the best villains do. And we talked about this with Vulture in Homecoming too. He isn't wrong about people today not listening to smart people. He may be batshit crazy, but he's not wrong about that. Yeah. In fact, actually, I'm, I'm reading the book, The Power of Quiet. It's basically a book about introverts mm -hmm. and how. The world is such an extroverted world and the world demands us to be extroverted as well. And if we need to be anyone in this world in order to be recognized for our 
talents or intelligence or whatever we do. We have to be extroverted. We can't be the quiet scientist or writer in a corner somewhere doing their work and expect people to recognize it and and to be out there unless we're also savvy in marketing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame because those who are not good at it, we people as a whole end up missing out on what could be some amazing ideas and technologies and concepts and science and you name it just because those people don't have it in them to be charismatic and good speakers. Yeah. And that's a great book. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we see that in Beck here. He is a cult leader. That's exactly what he has here. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. built himself into this tower of personality and he's got all these sheep who think he's God's gift. And more importantly, they think he actually cares about them. That's the key. Yeah, and that's the reason why they like him and they follow him because they're fooled too. Yes. Yeah, and it also goes to show that very smart people can also be fooled. These are scientists and engineers. These are not dum-dums. Yeah, high IQ does not equal to high EQ. Yeah, if anything, it's usually the opposite, actually. Yeah, true. This is my favorite moment of the movie for Jake Gyllenhaal. He looks absolutely insane, and I love every minute of it. Mm -hmm. And he's in his element. Yeah, he is. And I don't think he feels even a sliver of actual sympathy for Peter. That's just the show he's putting on for his sheep. Yeah, of course. It's all part of the show that he is a decent person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if he doesn't show that, because at the end of the day, even he knows that Peter is an innocent pawn in all of this. Yeah, but he's happy to use them all the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so when fire elementals show up, In the middle of the city, that means a trip's over. Yeah, I don't blame them. It's been a very eventful trip. Yeah. Yeah, these kids seem to be cursed, don't they? Witches, after all. (laughs) But Peter says, fuck this. I want to go out with the girl I like. Let's make this happen. Yeah. And all the plans come down to a bridge. They're so cute. They are. And I love this moment. Peter is all set for his big reveal. He's been thinking about this for months, ready to tell MJ how he feels. And man, she just blows up his spot. (laughs) You're a Spider-Man. Yeah. And you can see him shitting his pants. (laughs) Yeah. And he's so convincing. No, I'm not (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, he's trying so hard to deny it, but... Guess what? MJ's not a total oblivious moron. Yeah, because it's like me saying I'm not in love with Captain Carter. (laughs) Me thinks he doth protest too much. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But yeah, after everything she's seen, it's quite obvious that he is Spider-Man. Yeah, and the fact that she's the only one to notice it says a lot about the rest of the group. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, but she just breaks my heart here when she chickens out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teenagers, you know. I mean, she's completely comfortable with blowing someone's cover. 
who is a superhero, but she can't tell him she likes him. Yeah. Yeah, But we put this romance on hold for a moment because MJ has found a piece of tech that fell during the attack. Yeah. So I wanted to actually ask you, this fell during the fire elemental attack and Peter was the one who actually accidentally grabbed it and swung it and it broke. Did you catch that when you first saw the movie? I did not. Yeah, me neither. I didn't catch it on this watch either because that is new information okay, you've then. just given me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Peter sees this and realizes, oh crap, <laughs> I am Spider-Man and I really messed up. Yeah, so we first saw him shitting his pants. This was full-on diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, so now it's Ned, Aunt May, and MJ who know the truth. Yes, so one more person who could possibly be in danger. Correct. And they are in danger. Everyone's in danger because Quentin Beck is about to start running amok. Yeah, he is. And even after getting what he wanted from Peter, which is basically Edith, he still wasn't satisfied that he wasn't a big enough hero. And he's planning this whole other attack. Yes, that type is never satisfied. And that's always their downfall. Mm -hmm. I always want more. And in this case, he wants more of a show. Let's work on the choreography, folks. Yeah, yeah. So his whole plan is to continue using Edith to create more attacks around the world so he can save the day and become the world's greatest hero. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like something you and I were <laughs> casually chatting about yesterday, as friends do. Angels of death, serial killers, who like to attempt to kill their patients and then bring them back so they can be the hero. It's the same thing on a much, on a much more micro scale. Yeah, you had me confused for a minute. I was like, wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> like, who are we planning to kill? What? <laughs> or it's like firefighters, <laughs> the occasional arsonist firefighter who sets fire so he can come right. and be the hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are people like that. And I don't understand it. But yeah, I mean, it's there. Yeah. he's This guy is just smart enough to be able to do it on a larger scale. Yeah. And except... He doesn't care if all these people who are in the crossfire end up dying. No, he doesn't care at all. And this scene tells us clearly this guy is a full-on psychopath. He says, more casualties, more coverage. I got to cut through the static. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this actually reminds me of another Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he plays a sociopath. It's one of those movies where when it was over, I'm like, oh, I hate this movie. But I also cannot deny this is a great fucking movie and a great performance. It's called Nightcrawler, mm -hmm. where he plays a budding crime journalist who is trying to make it big. He starts out as just a little stringer and he is a sociopath. By the end of it, he starts pulling strings to manipulate people to cause horrible crimes so that he can be right on the scene. And he's successful in the end. And it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But it's also a very good social commentary. So great movie if anybody wants to check it out. Hmm. He seems to be very good at playing sociopaths. I can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the hygiene habits. <laughs> That's the biggest red flag, if you ask me. <laughs> For the record, we are not saying Jake Gyllenhaal is a sociopath. Please, sir, <laughs> do not sue us. 
<laughs> or that there's anything wrong with his bloodline. Maggie's fine. Yes, yes. All good. All good. We love you. And this is when one of Beck's minions lets him know that they lost one of the drones. Yeah, and he loses his shit. He does, because he understands what that could mean. That could cause everything to unravel. Yeah, that's true. And it actually does. It is the cause where things kind of go sideways for him eventually. Yeah, and this is when we really see the cult leader in him. We look at those people's faces and it's clear this is not the first time his minions have seen him get a little nuts. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's a matter of degrees. They're like that myth about, you know, the frog in the boiling water right now. They're getting close to boil. Yeah. And then it cools down a little bit and then you can kind of fool yourself into thinking this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then he sees the footage of Peter and MJ with the drone. Well, they got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Clean up all the loose ends. Mm-hmm. So back at the hotel, at least Peter quickly understands the danger that he's in. He knows he's got to get to Berlin to talk to Fury in person. Yeah, because he knows Edith's capabilities. Yeah. So he is quickly changing clothes and again gets walked in on. Dude really needs to close the door. <laughs> You'd think after everything that's happened, you know. Privacy would be important. Yeah. He closes the curtains, but he forgets about the door. Yeah. And Ned and MJ, both knowing at different times about him, reminds me of when all the friends slowly found out about Monica and Chandler at different points. Uh huh. So they know that we know that, do, but do they know that we know that they know? <laughs> so off to Berlin we go. More awesome Spider Manning. Yeah. And we think that Fury has met Peter. At the station. Yeah, that's what we think. But, but again, it's not Fury. It's not even Talos. No, nor is it Maria Hill. This is one of Beck's absolutely incredible illusions. Yeah. And they head to the so-called headquarters. And it's here that Beck has set a trap for Peter because he knew about Berlin. Uh-huh. Yeah. And after the foe Fury goes down here... This is incredible. Peter trapped in this illusion world. This is like an LSD trip. Mm -hmm. You do not know which way is up. What the fuck is happening? It's incredible and so fast paced. Yeah, the visuals do a great job of making us feel as disoriented as Peter. Yeah. And uh, the zombie Iron Man was very well done. Oh, God, yes. That freaked me right the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, Beck knows exactly where to hit him with guilt over Tony's death. Yeah. And the commentary here continues. Mysterio is the truth. Mm -hmm. This movie has a lot to say about truth and reality. Yeah. He kind of actually makes Peter realize the truth through the illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's his mistake. That's always the downfall with sociopaths is that they can mimic the feeling, but they don't actually understand feelings mm -hmm. because they can't feel them. Yeah. So Peter thinks that Fury takes Beck down outside, but ah, they got me again. I, I bought it, but no, we're still in the yeah, illusion world. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And Peter bought it too, because he tells foe Fury everything. Yeah, and that's what Beck wanted. That was the goal. He needed Peter to tell him who else knew about this. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the illusion was specifically just for that to make Peter so disoriented. Yeah. And we get a great line from Beck here. And it's so true. Truer than ever in 2021. It's easy to fool people when they're already fooling themselves. Mm -hmm. Truer words, man. Yeah. As if Peter hasn't been through enough. Yeah, he gets hit by a bus. A train. A train, right, yes. Yeah, that looked painful when he got on the train and he just sort of collapses in that chair. It's still disorienting because of the lights. Yeah. Oh, poor baby. I just want to give him a hug. Yeah, but it would have been too painful for him at that time to get a hug. Yeah. And his uh, surroundings don't look any more comfortable when he wakes up in a Dutch jail cell. Yeah, but at least the people are friendly. Yeah. (laughs) So it doesn't take too much to break out of here. You know, I gotta give credit to those drunk friends of his. Even though they had the chance to get out of the jail, they still closed it and locked themselves back in. I don't give them credit. They're morons. Go. No, they're following the law. They know they made a mistake. No. Run. Go. They're cultured. (laughs) <laughs> the cultured people. You gotta love the guard wearing the night monkey mask. Yeah. <laughs> now, question for you. When Peter gets on the phone he borrows, did you realize who mm-hmm. he was calling the first time? Not at all. Me either. But man, was I happy to see happy. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought maybe he's calling Fury. I think he made the right call. Yes, he did. And I don't blame him for being scared that it's another illusion when Happy does show up. Yeah, I agree. Because after everything, the entire mindfuck that he's gone through, absolutely. And also, it's a picturesque, beautiful tulip garden. Yeah. And a plane lands there. Even if it was real, I would think it's not real. Yeah. Yeah, so. And that was a very, very beautiful place. Yeah, so he needs Happy to. To prove it's him, tell me something only you would know. Really happy you've got to go with pay-per-view porn in Germany. He was on the spot. He was thinking about, (laughs) I mean, you know, and something that only he would know. It makes sense. I understand. At least nobody else was around. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And it's a good thing that it was very bright and colorful there because Peter kind of changed a lot of colors there. He did. Yeah. And Tom Holland just really knocks this whole scene out of the park. He is so scared Mm -hmm. and lost and worried for what he's done. You just want to bundle him in a blanket and tell him it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a boy, a young boy at that time. Like he's messed up. He knows it. Yeah. He's so lost and it's painful. His mindset after the Staten Island Ferry and homecoming is nothing compared to how broken he is here. Yeah. And one of the things I love most about Peter is that even in death, you know, maybe especially death, he still calls Tony Mr. Stark. Yeah, because he looks up to him. Yeah. Well, beyond that, you know, it it is a respect, but it's also a reminder continuing that he is just a kid. Mm -hmm. And I cry. I still cry when he says it's just it's five words. They're simple words. I just really miss him. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't said that about a loved one they've lost, you know? And especially now since we've lost so many. Yeah. And Happy has a great moment here too. 
the monologue that Favreau gives, it brings Tony back down to earth for Peter. He's always been this larger than life character. And what Happy mm -hmm. can do as Tony's best friend is humanize him. Yeah, he does. And I think that the thing that really struck me was that Happy asks Peter, what does he want to do? Not about the bigger picture and Tony and superhero stuff, nothing. It's just about what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he tells him it's perfectly okay to not be the next Iron Man because no one will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also that Tony was an absolute train wreck. Yeah, he was. Hell, we've had two movies where the bad guy was Tony's own doing. Yeah. And who knows how many other villain origin stories we're going to get from Tony's legacy. Yeah. In my view, Tony Stark is unequivocally the most flawed Marvel hero. Mm -hmm. And yet he's one of the most beloved. And it's probably why. And we get a lovely line here from Happy. The one thing that he didn't second guess was picking you. That is exactly what Peter needed to hear in that moment. And it is also the truth. True. Now, I have in my notes here, in all caps, Amy having a meltdown. Amy, tell me why you had a meltdown here. <sighs> I had blocked this. <laughs> yeah, the one thing, the one thing Tony should have second guessed was making happy the head of security. Yes. Why would you remind me of this? <laughs> of what? You are an ass. <laughs> password. <laughs> yes. What's your password? Password. <laughs> no, I mean, what's your password? Password. <laughs> You're the head of security and your password is password? Yeah. I would have been happy to strangle happy. Yep. At that moment. Yep. Even I would. Is that saying something? Yeah. Even you don't have a password that is password. No. No, I do not. The fact that I know that is not a good thing. But the important thing is that Happy has the tech on board that Peter needs to make himself a new suit. Yes. And is it no surprise that Edith was so easily transferred when you have your head of security whose password is password? <laughs> Come on, Tony. And this is so adorable. He puts on Tony's classic music here. ACDC, but our little baby thinks it's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a lovely tribute, and we have Happy looking at him with such pride. A mix of pride and nostalgia. Yes. Because and, Peter looks so much at home. Yeah. With everything over there. And love, too. Happy absolutely loves this kid. Mm -hmm. And yeah. honestly, it's hard not to. Tom Holland is just so damn likable. Yeah, he is. He is adorable and cute. But at least when, the f when I was watching this movie for the first time, because of the commentary of who's going to be the next Iron Man, and we had so much going on about that, I was not happy about the idea of how they were trying to show that they're replacing Iron Man, Tony Stark, with Spider-Man, you know? Oh, I didn't get that feeling at all. No, well, I'm overprotective about Tony because I love him so much. Right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get that feeling at all. I thought this was just a lovely tribute. And it, it was showing why Tony picked him. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. he's not just a hero. He's also the brain. Yeah, he is. So before we head over to London, 
we get just a little quick scene here between Fury and Hill that I think is really important. It's just the two of them on the street, but there's a quick line. I thought Cree having sleeper cells was top secret information. Mm -hmm. Talk about your plants, because that's secret invasion, folks, coming up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this movie actually has a lot of those little hints and Easter eggs already put in. And we completely missed it because we had no idea what was coming up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm currently trying my best to ignore the rumors that are abounding for the cast of Secret Invasion. It's not going well. <laughs> so to London we go. And once again, I shall say, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> you really hate this boy, don't I really you? do. I really do. And thank you, MJ. That's right. <laughs> Never cool to take pictures of people who are indisposed without their consent especially when it's for blackmail purposes. Mm -hmm. But Brad does have a point. Which was? Peter's being shady as fuck. <laughs> That's Peter's business. So here's my problem with this. The teachers need to be more aware of this. Of course they do. They're idiots. Yeah, that's my problem. And Brad pointing it out makes sense. I mean, of course, he's doing it for his own reasons. That, that's yeah. not good but besides that he has a point oh he does but he's doing it for the wrong reasons he doesn't care about everybody else's welfare he just wants mj mm -hmm. and he wants to get back at peter mm -hmm. but although he doesn't know that peter was the one who deleted that picture he doesn't know how it got deleted no but they're kind of at odds now you know it's a rivalry mm -hmm. right and this just proves the fact that you've never been on a class trip in america the teachers don't care. They don't give a shit. I don't know if that's supposed to make me feel better or worse. It's definitely not better. The, uh, the big out-of-state field trip I went on in ninth grade, we went down to Washington, D.C. by bus for the day. And we were 14 years old. And we were allowed to go wherever we wanted without chaperones as long as we met up at a certain spot at the end of the day. What? Are you serious? Everybody showed up because we were all so terrified of our teacher <laughs> that the consequences of not showing up, nobody stepped out of line. Not one person. I mean, to be fair, we were an honors class, all full of nerds and goody goodies. Uh -huh. So that was part of it. You know, we were all mostly do-gooder people pleasers to begin with who were too afraid to do uh -huh. anything wrong. But why, why would you take that risk? As a teacher, I know. when we went for trips, we were barely allowed to move an inch out of the designated areas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying it was okay. <laughs> I'm saying it worked out. Luckily. Yeah. So we get another great goon here, but this is one of Beck's goons. Yeah. And he's the one who actually wrote the cheesy story. Yeah. I want to know what this casting call was for these goons. It's phenomenal. Wanted. Goons. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so Fury and Hill, not the real Fury and Hill, but the corporeal current Fury and Hill still don't realize that Beck is a fraud because everything we saw earlier was an illusion. It wasn't Fury and Hill. And that's when I'm like, oh, God, that's right. They don't know. I was freaking out, forgetting that Peter never actually got the chance to tell Fury the truth. Yeah, but 
you can see that Fury does seem to be having some kind of doubts. There's something niggling at the back of his mind. I don't think it's that. I think it's Talos just generally being unsure of himself and being a little worried because we find out at the end of the movie, Talos isn't telling Fury about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that will go down, mm-hmm. but that's another show in itself, I suppose. Yes, that's that's Secret Invasion. Yeah, I, you know, at this point, I'm worried about Talos's mortality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he is too. Yeah, yeah. However, what Beck is most worried about is having wrinkles in his suit when he meets the queen. Yeah, so it needs to be steam ironed. Yeah, he is amazing. And it's true of Beck, what is so true of many of history's greatest nut jobs. If he wasn't a batshit crazy psychopath, he'd be a great man. Mm-hmm. So it's time to kill two birds with one stone here. I would say multiple birds, kind of, because you want to kill the kids and Peter and create this big ruckus. It's a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. So then he can swoop in and save the city. And, you know, it was nice to see London destroyed this time instead of New York. It's been a while since we destroyed London. London gets destroyed in every other movie, just as New York does. I mean, Marvel movies specifically. Okay, fair. It's been, we, we haven't destroyed London since 2013. Yeah, and, true. And that wasn't, you know, London proper. Yeah, and that they do a much better job of destroying it in this movie than they did in The Dark World. Yeah, because there they just bring that stupid ship and cut everything in half. It was basically a park that they destroyed. <laughs> and I don't even remember how they corrected it. Neither do they. Good point. So Happy sends Fury a super coded message here to alert him about Beck. <laughs> Yeah, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, that's a tough one to crack. And this is so sweet. Before Peter heads out to face down Mysterio, he asks Happy to give MJ the necklace he got her. He hasn't forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's thinking that this could be it for him. Yeah. And he's doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. That's a hero. No hesitation. Yeah. And that's a hero that Mysterio thinks he is as well. Yeah. So the key for Peter is to get on the inside of the illusion that Beck has created and try to get straight to him. Mm-hmm. Right. So Happy flies above the illusion and Peter parachutes in. And I have a problem here. That spider parachute would not work. Okay. There are too many holes in it. It looks nice, but there are too many holes in it. It would not work. He, and he would have splattered down onto the ground like a spider. <laughs> but that's okay no i can deal with the super cool tech and the illusion tech and all of that but that too far that's fair but that's not what's important here what's important is the return of the peter tingle (laughs) yes this tells us a lot about may and happy's relationship and how far it's gotten because he knows about the peter tingle Yeah, their relationship could have blossomed simply because May had someone to talk to about Peter and his superheroing. And Happy and May could have commiserated because they both have people who are superheroes who put themselves in danger all the time. You know, that's a really good point. And more than that, we only saw May's reaction of what the fuck at the end of Homecoming, Mm -hmm. but 
she's a woman who would have wanted answers about how this all happened. Oh my God, what did Tony do? So she would have been in contact with Happy about it for that reason alone. Yeah. So that's a really good point. Yeah, that that could have been an entire two-hour movie, just them sitting in a room discussing things. Yeah. Yeah, so here we are at the bridge. So we have the Avenger-level threat, which is the combination of all the elementals, and it is huge. Yeah, and of course, as Mysterio planned, the kids are in the kill zone. Yes, they are. It takes a certain amount of cold-bloodedness, even for that goon, to just put the kids there and walk away. Oh, yeah. Completely. But don't worry, everybody. Fury cracked the code and now knows that Beck is a fraud. And presumably, Fury's got a plan here. Yeah, it's a good thing that Happy is not good with codes. Yeah. Because if it was real Fury, okay, you know, if he had a fancy code, that's fine. But Talos, it's, it's a good thing. And before Peter gets sucked away, this is great, too. Even in this chaos, he's still thinking about his aunt. He's still protective. He wants to have a little chat with Mr. Hogan at some point. (laughs) Yeah. And Beck is now just taking this to a new level. He's reading a goddamn script. (laughs) He is too much. When you are on such a large stage, you might get the nerves and forget your lines. Yeah. Yeah. The elementals are drawing energy from Earth's core. And we get another great classic Sam Jackson moment. See, now that's the bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the moment where things get confirmed for him. Yeah. And they also didn't expect Peter to show up. Yep. So Peter manages to get inside this illusion. And this is so friggin' cool how he starts rounding up all of these drones and we see the illusion falling away bit by bit. Yeah. He does a good job of webbing them all together. Yeah, and what's great here is that because it's Talos and his wife as Fury and Hill, it works on two levels because on first watch, what we see is Nick Fury always having that unshakable faith and trust in Maria Hill. But, you know, afterwards we see it's a different kind of partnership and connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that also explains how they're able to communicate with each other without really communicating with each other they kind of know what the other one's thinking right which is true for maria and fury as well yes it is yep so happy shows up to rescue the kids but whoopsie doodle there goes the jet yep that hurt that really hurt (laughs) so happy tries to keep the kids safe in the museum i love happy trying to throw a shield at this drone how does cap do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think happy took more of an effort to take care of the kids than the teachers did through the entire trip yes i would agree happy also gets paid a lot more that has something to do with it and his password is still password so more incredible action here peter bombs these drones en masse and manages to find beck on a different bridge Yeah, he does. And we actually get a plant for this earlier on when Peter's making his suit. He tells the AI that he wants full manual control on the electrical surge through the webs. And that's exactly what he uses to nullify these drones. Yeah, that's a good catch. You didn't get that either, did you? Of course not. (laughs) I understand the Peter Tiggle. That's as far as I get. 
Do you? Really? Me? Of all people? Of course I do. <laughs> and once Peter destroys all these drones, Beck loses his mind. This is Jake Gyllenhaal just chewing the scenery, and it's amazing. Yeah. And he's good at thinking on his feet. Yeah. Yeah. He understood from Jump Street exactly what this character was and how he needed to be. Mm-hmm. And Beck's last ditch effort here is to create this death illusion. Oh, this is awesome. Peter sensing him and grabbing the gun that he can't even see. There's that fucker. Yeah, that was good. That got me yep. as well the first time around. Yeah, that's a tense moment. Just looks at him. You can't trick me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Beck is already hurt. So Peter didn't really have to do much to hurt him more. So Peter takes back those glasses that are rightfully his and has Edith shut down all the drones. Yep. So we'll get back to this little quote unquote death scene in a moment. And we see the engineer, William, Peter Billingsley, downloading data to his laptop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never a good sign. No, no. Back to that in a moment. Because we have to let MJ and Peter have their moment. Yeah. And Happy was the one who gave that pendant to MJ, but unfortunately it was broken. But that's okay, because she likes it better that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the thought that counts. And she's sweet. She's not the type of girl who would say, oh, fuck you, it's broken. So now we're wrapping things up. And I love this moment. And this is another meta kind of moment. So first watch, it looks like Fury claiming he had major doubts about Beck from the beginning and Maria Hill just just deflating that balloon completely. <laughs> As any good spouse would. Exactly. After, <laughs> after the twist, I, I love it even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a wife's job. Yeah, I think it comes with the marriage certificate, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely does. Yes. And it goes both ways, to be fair. Mm -hmm. And Fury makes it very clear to Mr. Parker, don't even think about ghosting me. <laughs> yeah i think peter's learned his lesson because there's no escaping nick fury no there is not and alas mm -hmm. ned and betty are no more they are no longer netty <laughs> yeah but they have a very amicable breakup which is good yes they're so mature mm -hmm. yeah and i love may here i think it's one of the funniest lines of the movie where are your bags oh right they got blown up <laughs> She's used to this now. She understands that you got to just get used to life, get used to the craziness, or you'll lose your mind. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to accept it. You know, go with the flow. Yeah, which is what May is doing in, in terms of her relationship with Happy. But uh, Happy's on a different page, it seems, in this little conversation. Yeah, they need to communicate. And it's a good thing Peter left for them to have that conversation yes well what i think this little bit uh makes clear here is that may has all the power in this relationship and i think that's exactly the way it should be yes yeah given yeah. that dynamic that yeah. is appropriate mm -hmm. yes and this last bit here makes me nauseous each time i'm with mj put me the <laughs> fuck down i'm gonna stay on the ground you can do that on your own i'm gonna pass next time more like you're gonna pass out yeah. No, that would have been really fun for me. That made me, you know, when I was watching this, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm buying the game. The game is really cool. 
I have to say, I've seen mm-hmm. my husband play it enough. That's the only time I've ever found it entertaining to watch a person play a video game. Yeah, I'm still holding out to buy the PS5 and then get the game. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be a long wait. PS5s are difficult to come by. And now we come to what, in my opinion, is the best stinger scene in the MCU. Oh, this scene made my blood boil. In what way? The lies. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. I thought you meant like Marvel was making your blood boil. No, this was amazing. I mean, Peter had his shitting his pants moment. This was mine. I was standing up in the movie theater freaking the fuck out. I was that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just frozen in my seat and my blood pressure spiked. The lies. It's oh Yeah. So Beck altered that final video, blames Spider-Man mm-hmm. not only for his death, but for the entire attack in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only is the, this the best stinger scene in the MCU, this is also the best cameo in the MCU. Welcome back, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, he's amazing. He is the best part of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's. I am dead serious. J. Jonah Jameson, a.k.a. Marvel's new Alex Jones. Yes. And we know that we will be seeing him again. Yes. And it's like a double shit because as if that's not bad enough. Now we're revealing that Spider-Man is Peter fucking Parker. Yep. I have no idea what this sequel is going to look like. And by now, everybody, since as we mentioned in part one, we're recording this in late August. Promos and trailers and teasers have come out now since No Way Home is coming out in late December. I have no clue what to expect. No idea how this poor kid is going to get out of this. It broke my brain. It still does. I want to see Matt Murdock come in and save the day. I really do. Uh, That is another moment in which I will be standing up in the theater and freaking the fuck out. Yep, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, to our friends over at Save Daredevil, hang in there, guys. There's hope. Yeah, it might just happen. Yeah, and if it does, that would be in the form of potentially Matt Murdock representing him in court. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. I mean, we also don't know what's going to happen because of the multiverse. Yes, there are other Spider-Mans who could come into play. Yeah. There's There's a lot of rumor out there. We just have no idea. Yeah. And Marvel is not helping by not releasing any trailers. And I'm wondering too, like, okay, so we saw Peter Billingsley there downloading stuff. He's obviously the one responsible for disseminating these videos and editing them and whatnot. But was Mysterio really dead? Because remember, it's Talos, not Fury. Would he be super thorough with as far as the body goes? We couldn't exactly see what the mortal injury was. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Peter did ask Edith if he is dead. And she said yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't remember that. But that being said, this movie is so full of twists and turns that we cannot believe anything. Yeah. This is one division all over again. Yeah. And two, with multiverse, Jill and Hall could come back. Yeah, anyone could come back. And the final post credit scene, of course, it was never Nick Fury and Maria Hill on the ground. It was Talos and his wife, the Skrulls, uh, from Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
And I do think Fury would have figured this out sooner. He would have, but he is currently on a beach. Or so we think. In space. Mm-hmm. On a ship. Man, this is a baller move. This is analogous to Sam Jackson only signing a contract to make a movie so long as they can helicopter him out to a golf course every Sunday. <laughs> Which is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we don't know what Nick Fury is doing. Why is he in space? Yep. And what the fuck is going on? And what the fuck is going to happen? Yep, we just know vacation's over. Yep. And where are my shoes? <laughs> man, man, the way he's walking, that's the first time he's showing his age a little bit. <laughs> so we must remember, everyone, Samuel L. Jackson is in his 70s now. He may not look it, but he is. Yeah, he looks amazing for his age. He does. So that about wraps up our Spider-Man coverage ahead of No Way Home coming out December 23rd. Yes, and we will be covering No Way Home once it's released on Disney+. Plus. Indeed. Thanks to all you madams for joining us today. I'm Madam Chris. And I'm Madam Amy. Join us Monday, November 29th as we discuss the premiere of Hawkeye. In the meantime, if you've got thoughts on Spider-Man based on all these promos and teasers that have come out, Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Marvel Madams. And check out our website, themarvelousmadams.com, where Infinity Stones are a third's best friend. We are burdened with the glorious purpose of talking all things drones, all things LSD. Um. Yeah, okay, something else. All things Marvel. Now you're saying it weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, after all that trouble. <laughs> Only said it like 75 times. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>